Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Tim Hunt is looking for more money, and he is looking for it right now. And Canty can tell you exactly why it's happening now and not some other time like he usually would. That's what you get from Chris Canty. That's what you get from Canty and Carlin. In for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN is the Canty Carlin call-in line. 888-729-3776. We're on ESPN, the app, and we, of course, are on your smart speaker as well. Mike Tannenbaum this morning on Get Up, checking in on Kareem Hunt and his decision all of a sudden to want to get a new contract, didn't get it, and is now demanding a trade, and the Browns have pretty much told him to go scratch. Now, he's back (laughs) uh, in first-team reps for the Browns, but here's Tannenbaum's perspective this morning on this happening during training camp. Candidly, we're disappointed that you're bringing this up now in August. There's a time and place to handle business, and that's way earlier in the offseason, so... I would just say, let's move forward together. We have a lot of things we're dealing with with Deshaun Watson, and we just need the best version of you for us to have the best season possible because you have a ton of ability. He said a a very important thing in there. Yep. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he gave the question and the answer in the same sentence. Why are you bringing this up now? I'm bringing this up now because the writing is on the wall that Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for the entire calendar year. And as a player that's relying on their quarterback to try to maximize their value – why would I want to stay in a situation where I feel like the team is going to have a mediocre season? That's something that I can't afford in a contract year. Think about the different defenses, the different looks that that run game is going to face with Deshaun Watson on the field for the Browns versus Deshaun Watson being off the field for the Browns. When Deshaun Watson's out there calling, you have to respect the passing game. You got to go out there with two deep safeties, which means a light box for your running backs to do business, to get busy. If you don't have that opportunity, if you're talking about eight and nine-man fronts because you're not afraid of the quarterback being able to push the ball downfield, then it makes it exponentially harder for Kareem Hunt to do his job. So what you're telling me is – I completely understand where Kareem Hunt is coming from, and I understand the timing of all of this. It's a leverage moment. It's a a moment that Hunt and his agents probably saw and said, hey, let's try to take advantage of this right now while we can because – If it is Jacoby Brissett, that does take away a lot of the passing game threats for the Cleveland Browns. It's just, it it does. And if you can't run the ball, the Browns can't win. That's the point. The Browns have had a top five running game the last two years, and they have a really, really good offensive line, Carlin, but the offensive line can only block so many men. And it becomes a numbers game when you start playing it out with the X's and O's. And that's what Kareem Hunt has to be concerned about. And here's the thing. I get it, Carlin. A high tide raises all boats. If Deshaun Watson is there for 11 games, like the initial suspension would have set him up for, 
Then you're talking about the Cleveland Browns potentially being a playoff team. And guess what? Kareem Hunt is going to be a big part of that offense. He's going to get touches. He's going to show well, which translates into him getting the kind of contract that he's looking for in 2023. He's not going to be the lead back in Cleveland. That belongs to Nick Chubb. So he is basically auditioning for 31 other teams around the National Football League. But how can you put your best foot forward in what amounts to a job interview if you're talking about your team from a personnel standpoint being limited in one of the facets of your offense, which is the passing game. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today on ESPN Plus as well. So here's my question. You know that I have been a big Jimmy G guy here Mm -hmm. when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. We all know Jimmy G is not Deshaun Watson. No. How much, realistically, does Jimmy G change that dynamic where Kareem Hunt if he doesn't get a new deal right now, would at least have a little more peace of mind that we have a quarterback who can be a threat and that defenses have to respect? What, how, give me a percentage of how much that changes from Brissett to Jimmy J. Um, I think that's a significant difference. If you have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, that's shades of 2020, Carlin when Baker Mayfield took the Browns to the playoffs and they won a playoff game on the road against your Steelers and had the Kansas City Chiefs on the ropes in the fourth quarter in Arrowhead, I I think you can get that kind of production from your offense. And from Kareem Hunt's standpoint, you can get that kind of production as well. Think about that year. Kareem Hunt had 1,150 yards from scrimmage and, what, 11 touchdowns, Carlin? Mm -hmm. I I think you'd sign up for that if you're in a contract year. In a minute. And, oh, by the way, he played in 16 games that season. That's what he's looking to do. If you have competent quarterback play to the level of Jimmy Garoppolo versus what you would get from Jacoby Brissett or Josh Dobbs, then I'm sure that Kareem Hunt would feel a lot better about this situation. But why he came back to practice on Sunday could be some reassurances that his camp has gotten from the Browns organization that if, in fact, Deshaun Watson is suspended for you know, in, you know, the entire season or indefinitely, that the Browns are going to make some kind of a move to get another quarterback. Okay, and, and – so far, they are indicating status quo. Because, because there's no new information to right. make them change but their But let's position. talk about that for a second. I mentioned it at the end of the bottom list, when you so rudely left me no time to work with. No. Um, why would the Browns, at this point, continue to wait on this? Doesn't it make sense, Chris, to get the guy, as in Jimmy G., in the building as soon as possible. And I understand that the systems are similar, but we are not all that far away. We're less than a, are we less than a month? We're a month away from the opener. I can't win with Joe, Jacoby Brissett. And I have to, at the very least, I have to expect it's going to 10, if not the entire season. Yeah. Don't I, I just take for granted right now I go make that move? I mean, listen, if the 49ers won a third-round pick, of course that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know that this is the Browns not wanting to trade for him as much as it is the 49ers waiting in order to try to but, extract maximum value. But who else is giving the maximum value a right A team now? that has a quarterback that gets hurt, their starting quarterback gets hurt. Such that's as? What, su- yeah, I mean, you could point to anybody, but think about this situation. Washington? Think, think about what happened with the Minnesota Vikings in the preseason when Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. 
and yeah. what they gave up to the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles for Sam Bradford. A first-round pick. Exactly. So that's what you're waiting for, blood in the water from another team that loses their starter in their season in his jeopardy of going down the tubes. That's what San Francisco is waiting for. What the Browns are waiting for is the asking price to go down or the asking price to be absolutely nothing at all because the 49ers have to cut Jimmy Garoppolo on the eve of the regular season getting the kick. But getting to ready me, to I'd ask this question, though. If I'm the 49ers... It is much more important to me right now to make sure Jimmy G does not end up in Seattle because that can throw a monkey wrench into the division this year. It absolutely can. All of a sudden, the Seahawks go from, and I'm not saying Super Bowl contender, but they go from an afterthought to a pain in the ass. But that can cut both ways, though, Carl, and they might not be afraid of Jimmy G. They, they, might, they might look at Jimmy G and say, eh, we're not afraid to have to play him two twice a year. We know what he is, and we know what he ain't. Think about it, Carlin. I mean, you're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo over the last three years ranking 24th in the percentage of throws beyond 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. And at the same time, the 49ers in that span being 29th in pass attempts. It ain't like Jimmy G was doing a lot of heavy lifting. Now, when he had to make plays, when he had to make throws, he did it in that offense. So I don't want to take anything away from him. But I don't think that's a player that the 49ers fear. That's why they invested three first-round draft picks in order to get Trey Lance. So I don't know if it's about them being afraid that he goes to Seattle as much as them trying to get draft picks back because of how much they gave up to get Trey Lance. Canty and Carlin in for Graney on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. Protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. So Juan Soto got traded to the Padres, yet the Dodgers absolutely smacked them around this weekend. We talked to a man who was there last night and how everything now is going to play out for the rest of the regular season. It's Canty and Carlin, the great buster only, joins us next on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. 
H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Soto mic'd up last night. Cody Bellinger had a couple of home runs. The Dodgers, boy, they are just cleaning the clocks of everybody right now. 28-5 and five in their last 33. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Kind of a neat moment, though. I, I tell you what, I am very into the players being mic'd up, and these are kinds of things that baseball, I think, needs to do more of uh, in these regular season games. It's absolutely awesome. We welcome in our MLB insider and, of course, host of the Baseball Tonight podcast. It is Buster Olney on what I'm sure is a short sleep night, Buster, so I appreciate a few minutes. Uh, and let's just start there. This weekend in, in San Diego with the Dodgers uh, just beating up on the Padres, uh, give me your sense, uh, or excuse me, in L.A., uh, just give me your sense on what the Dodgers are doing and the impact that Soto's having right now for the Padres so far. Yeah, and just uh, real quick on, on uh, Soto being mic'd up last night. Boy, I, I, I'm in awe of him. I mean, he yeah. is such a dynamic personality. He's such a smart guy. You know, this is someone who, at age 18, started to learn English. And within two years, he was doing interviews on national television in his second language. And as someone who got a D-plus at Vanderbilt, uh, I, I you know, in my last uh, class of Spanish, uh, <laughs> I, I am just so impressed by him. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, to have players mic'd up, uh, you know, we talked all in the last week about how Vince Cully was perfect for baseball because his storytelling just fit the pace of the game so well. Well, so does this. And Soto was great with that last night. Um, you know, the start of it uh, after that first game, uh, you know, they got went to L.A. and they got absolutely beat up. I think the Padres will settle in and they'll play better. They're clearly a better team after the deadline in terms of their talent. Um, I do think the Dodgers reminded them that they're still the little brother who can't beat the big brother. Oh, is it Peter Seidler, the Padres owner, said, uh, you know, during the broadcast last night that, you know, the Dodgers are the big dragon up the freeway that they're trying to beat. There's still miles of separation between the Dodgers and the Padres. The Padres are actually closer to last place in the National League West than they are to the Dodgers. Who you, you mentioned some of the stats. Uh, you know, over their last 41 games, they've won 33. They're averaging about 5.6 runs per game. Their offense has gone from being excellent to next level. And what Dave Roberts believes is you know, they're, they're playing a great team game that, you know, led by Freddie Freeman with that great approach hitting the ball the opposite field. They got a lot of guys taking the ball the opposite field. Cody Bellinger's two home runs last night were that way. They're taking walks, they're passing the baton. They are right now, without a doubt, the best team in baseball with all due respect to the Mets. Yeah, and that's where I was going next because it's clear that the biggest threat for the Dodgers is not going to come out of the NL West. They've beaten the Padres 17 of the last 19. So after what we've seen from DeGrom and Scherzer this weekend and, and the Mets taking four or five over the Braves, do we have to view them as the biggest challenger to the Dodgers coming out of the National League to go to the World Series? No doubt about it. Uh, I mean, they – uh, you just love what the Mets have done in their last two series against the Braves, right? I mean, the Braves defending champions, they had a lot of swagger. And the Mets take a you know, two out of three series from them in July and then over the weekend. And I was not there, but to you know, watch it from afar, you know, to read about it from afar, the incredible atmosphere in City Field. 
it's hard to to really talk about it. It seems crazy to talk about a you know a defending champion that seemed rattled in, in an opposing ballpark, but that's the way it looked. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like that the you know the Mets fans really got to the Braves players, and they they absolutely uh, torched them over that five game series. And I saw some of the quotes from guys like Gansby Swanson basically saying they were totally outplayed in this series. And the Braves are, you know, walking away from the ballpark, licking their wounds, and they're going to have to to regroup. And oh, by the way, uh, on Sunday, Jacob Degrom reminded us that when he's on the mound and he's right, he's the best pitcher in baseball, striking out guys at 102 miles per hour. And Edwin Diaz, <laughs> you know, we talk so much about Giancarlo Stanton and his toughness working through the booze at Yankee Stadium. I, I mean, Diaz is exact has done taken exact same journey. It's remarkable, uh, and it uh, says a lot about him that he's been able to be th- that resilient because I, I know a lot of folks in baseball were thinking, okay, at some point the Mets are just going to have to dump him. Yeah, it felt that way after a, a year and a half or so, but, you know, these these trumpets, <laughs> they have a whole new, just a whole new energy to them when he's coming into the game. Buster, you know, people have actually brought up that he could win the Cy Young. When you vote on those kind of things, how much more difficult is it for a reliever to do it? Um, I I think it's basically impossible with the way that most writers uh, use analytics now in their voting. Look, in 2016, I think that was the year, um, Zach Britton had arguably the best season any reliever has ever had. He had an ERA like 0.6. Yeah, I think he allowed one home run the whole year. He was ridiculous and he didn't sniff the Cy Young Award. You know, this is not, you know, back in the, the 80s, of Willie Hernandez, you know, Steve Pedrosian, yeah. guys like that popped up and they would win, win the award. But I think writers now are, are so locked into analytics and to total value that it's really hard for a short reliever to win that award based on how voters, you know, treat pitchers who throw two, three, four times as many innings. Buster, you know we got to talk about my Yankees, man. And it seems like this is a team that's headed in the wrong direction. They're 6-11 and in their last 17 games. They got swept by the Cardinals this weekend out in St. Louis, and they've lost five straight. How do you explain the post-All-Star break blues for the pinstripes? You know, I think to some degree, Chris, it was a regression to the norm, uh, or you know, to what they, they truly are. I felt like that, you know, the rotation – uh, really outperformed uh, itself or overachieved would be a better way to do it. You know, the fact that they were able to hold that group together, um, their five starters making 76 of the first 80 starts in the season, uh, and now we're actually starting to see some injuries, Severino going down. We're starting to see some, you know, performance backed up a little bit. Uh, it, it's strange to, to say this, but you as a Yankee fan, I'm going to feed into your paranoia. It feels like a big <laughs> week ahead for them. Right, they're playing the Mariners three game series. Then they got to go to Boston. Uh, I know why the Yankees made the trade of of, uh, of Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Doesn't make it, it feel good when you watch J- uh, Jordan Montgomery do what he did on Saturday, though, Buster. It no, no, no. That's exactly right. But I think that they they clearly by getting Bader potentially set themselves up set themselves up to be a better team, especially defensively in October. But it absolutely came with some risk. And that, you know, they were taking away from probably what is the thinnest part of their team in their rotation. 
So, and, and we're seeing that manifest now. They need Frankie Montas to step up, and man, it is a big week, a big week for Garrett Cole, because this is a, the type of week that you paid him for. And oh, by the way, the Blue Jays, who we saw finish so strongly last year, they've been a different team since John Snyder took over as manager. They're now nine and a half games out. It's no longer double-digit lead. Buster, I got to ask this question because I know that the Astros are only a half game back from the Yankees, but it kind of feels like they're the best team in the American League. Do you see it that way too? I do. <laughs> I do. Um, and I think they earn that by how they performed against the Yankees. Uh, look, you know, once the Yankees, and, and they typically will slow play their guys when it comes uh, to injuries, you know, with a big lead, I, I think they're able to, to use that time to make sure their guys are right. Um, but that all said, I, I, I you know, I, I think that they, the Astros are probably going to run them down anyway. Um, a, it's an easier schedule down the stretch, and B, I, they they play with a ton of confidence. It's a much better team than I think what we uh, we've given them credit for. Buster, appreciate it as always. <laughs> Great insight. Thanks for thanks again, thanks, guys. Yep, Buster Olney, ESPN Baseball Tonight podcast. If you're not listening to it every morning and you're a baseball fan, you're not really a baseball fan. Yeah, and I got to hear his thoughts on Rocco Baldelli. Oh, the, yeah. The manager from the yeah. Twins. It is. It how, is how, I'll tell you what it is. Absolutely undressed the umps after that game. It is a tremendous commute ride. Uh, listen as well. It yeah. is awesome to get you caught up on everything going on. And Diaz, I mean, I, I don't know why I can't get the stupid trumpets out of my head. It's funny. I had a Met fan friend who actually made up lyrics to this two years ago. And let's just say they weren't nearly as flattering as they probably would be today. I don't know why these trumpets remind me of the song, The Ring of Fire. They kind well, because they, yeah. It kind of sounds like it, right? Kind of, kind of. I don't know. But these sound a little more intimidating, though. Don't they? Well, maybe they are, but The Ring of Fire is significant for me because that's what they played in the locker room during training camp with the Dallas Cowboys under Bill Parcells. Really? And it was essentially on repeat. Really? Yeah. And that was in the midst of doing 10 straight two-a-days. Why was that? What was? What I don't was know. I don't know why Bill Parcells insisted that that was played in the locker room, but it was. <laughs> and it felt like the damn ring of fire when I took the field out there. I tell you, it's always nice to see. It's dramatic for me, Carl. Yeah, I was going to say, gone away. it's nice it's, for it's, me it's, to continue to figure out where the soft spots there, are. There, there's still some trauma there. Exactly. It's, still, it's, still it's what trauma. you do is you stick the knife in and then you twist it like that. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. I explained earlier that I'm in a grilling slump right now. I can't get anything going. Uh, last night, just made sliders, and I overcooked them. Now, I, How do you botch sliders? Well, How do you I, botch burgers? I do think there's a legitimate uh, answer to that, and I was using 92% lean burgers, which means there's less fat, and it's going to dry out quicker. It's going to cook, cook quicker. Yes, yes. and... I didn't take that into account, but this is the, the burgers point. never take a long time to cook. But this once is, you get your, once you get your flame right, you, I mean, you're talking about you know. But two, where two is th- my flame supposed to be? Because I'm not I, I, clearly. I'm not. I don't have it at the right temperature or something because I'm still screwing that up. I am in my own head. But then I get this tweet. This is a beaut. All right, from DJ John B. I know I've kind of looked at this whole barbecue outside this thing as well. And this summer, I just can't get into the grilling fever. I have an electric grill I can use inside, and I feel more comfortable with that. You're not grilling if you're using an electric grill. No, you're not no. grilling at all. If you can plug it in, that's not grilling, John. No, not that's at called all. a George Foreman grill. That's, that's what that is. That's yeah. exactly and what that is. And that purposely is. takes all the fat out of it. Why would I use that? No, because the fat, the fat is where the flavor is. Exactly. Yeah. And I, listen, I was trying to sell it at home like, yeah, it's the, you know, the much leaner ground beef, healthier, all that stuff. And I did, I'm the one that went to the store yesterday and bought the 92%. But here's my point. I'm not going to use a meat thermometer. Meat thermometers are for chumps. Okay. So exactly, how am I going to get this right? Because like you, if I'm putting chicken on the grill, I could not be more scared to death that I'm going to poison somebody. And then somebody told me, well, what you do is you put your finger down to it, and if it bounces back up, it's working. But it bounces back up all the time. It's all about consistent heat with the chicken. Make sure you have it at a consistent heat. You want it somewhere between 350, 375, I would say that ballpark. But how do I tell and what it is when I'm supposed to leave the grill open? Leave the grill open? Yeah. No, you don't leave the grill open. What are you doing? No, you do See, not leave the I'm grill open. I'm getting Who the hell here? gave you that advice? I, I, I'm you closed the grill. I'm closed with No, I'm with you don't chicken. leave the grill open. With chicken and with burgers right. and hot dogs, you okay, do not okay, close so the grill. Note to self, don't ever eat any food at a Carlin cookout. Ever. I think he that's a the bit grill, extreme. He leaves the grill open when he cooks the meat. When I cook the burgers? No. You don't that's leave, what you're supposed to do. You don't leave the meat. You close it, Carlin. This you is, don't leave the grill open. The meat's not going to be cooked thorough just, if you leave the grill open. I tell you what. I am a beaten man right now. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's 
Facebook's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. What's going on here is just, this is the problem. And this is why I feel like Joey Gallo right now. Because everybody's trying to tell me what I'm doing wrong with the grill. And now I'm even more in my own head than I was before. It's Canty well, and Carlin. I don't know who gave you that advice about leaving the grill open. All right, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we are coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. That is the first time I've heard the song Summertime all summer long. It's a great song. Like, I mean, I feel like we've banned the song since Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Did you see the apology? Yeah, I see both apologies. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about... The sec- I, there were two? I only saw the second one that no, came well, out with last week. Apology. Well, the initial and then, apology. And then the one he had with the video last week, and he said he wanted to apologize to Chris Rock's mom. And even mentioned Tony Rock. Yeah. You know, but like, I, 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 and I think Chris put it pretty well. Everybody's trying to make themselves victims in it, too. Yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. That is I, mean, I mean, there's no way to get over it unless you're going to let me slap you back. <laughs> <laughs> Publicly. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Next year's Oscars, we open up with yeah. me smacking you. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> now, now, it's now it's out of my system. Okay. All right. Now, just briefly, uh, as I said earlier in the show, I am in a grilling slump right now. I am, I'm it's a, not a slump. You don't know how no, to grill. A, no, I you don't know how to how grill. To grill. You're just ta- you just talked about leaving the grill open while you're cooking burgers, dogs, and chicken. But you don't know how to grill. I, I, well, honestly, go to like YouTube. And, and I, I've done you're it. Learning all, how to grill try, from YouTube. No, there's a lot of no, things I go you can. There for tips there's a lot of things you can learn off of YouTube. Grilling is not one of them. Okay, so take me through it then. You know, Bobby Flay. No, I'm not, Bo- I'm not Bobby Flay, but all I'm simply saying is you get your flame right, whether you're using gas, whether you're using charcoal, you get your preferred temperature based on the kind of meat that you're cooking, and then you make sure that you put the meat on the grill. You have a little spritz bottle there to make sure that you try to get some moisture every now and again when you check in and you flip the meat, mm-hmm. but that's it. You leave, you close And with burgers, grill. you only flip it once. Exactly, but you close it back down. When it comes to burgers, man, I'm telling you, three minutes Tops, each side, burgers done. Okay? That's it. It's over with. Over medium-high heat? 
Yeah, I would say probably I would probably put it around four hundred if I'm doing a burger. Uh, okay, but here's the thing: like I've done, pl- I'm in a slump. I have done it very well before. I'm just afraid to screw it up now, and I'm in my own head. That's all there is to it. Well, you got to have your method down too. And from what you're explaining, you don't have the method down. So on top no. of the mental block that you uh. have with grilling. Somebody is giving you the wrong playbook. You know what I just had, too? I just had a bad flashback. What's that? First time my wife and I were hosting Thanksgiving. Mm. It was at our home uh, in New Jersey. It was our first house. All right. This is probably 2009. And we have my whole family there. uh, And I am putting some tri-tip on the grill as well. Nice. Yeah. To give the option. Not everybody loves the turkey. Yeah. You know. I put the tri-tip on the grill. First mistake, it's on there for about four minutes. I forgot. I didn't forget. I didn't even consider to go out and get more propane. So it just stopped. Wow. It just stopped. And then I have to go take the propane. Like, who the hell's open on Thanksgiving Day? Walmart was. Yes. I'm walking out the front door. My Aunt Billy, who got lost getting there and was a pain in the ass to begin with, is like, oh, where you going? I got to go get more <laughs> propane. And I am just in a mood right now because I'm ruining Thanksgiving. Yes, you are. And then I come back and then I go, all right, do I start over? What am I doing here with cooking? I mean, what an absolute. That's a nightmare. <sighs> have you hosted holidays before? Yes, we have. We have hosted. Okay. And when I say we, I put the emphasis on my fiance because she's the one responsible for doing all of the cooking. I just do the grocery shopping and make sure that the house is cleaned up. But we've had a successful Friendsgiving, mm-hmm. and we've had a successful Christmas. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, Christmas a couple of years ago, when she made those three nine-spice ducks, unbelievable, Carl. And first time out, nails it making ducks. You should have the, the whole duck conversation as a part of the vows for the wedding. I vow that we will have duck on Thanksgiving. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the, the turkey is so overrated. I know we got plenty of time to get to that conversation. Yeah. Turkey's so overrated on Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I'm not going to let you off the hook. You got to get better when it comes to grilling, big I fella. I do. I do. That, that's completely unacceptable. I, listen, as, a co- I, as your co-host and a member of this show unit, I'm embarrassed for us right now. You know what I think that we you should don't do? know how to grill. You know what I think we should do? I, I think we need to make some content out of this. When you guys get all settled with after the wedding and all that, yeah, have you over and you and I do a little t- t- tutorial at the grill. Absolutely, I like. Absolutely, it. I like. We it. can get involved with that. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are in for Greeny now. Listen, certain people just make life easier. For instance. Your best friend who always brings you dinner when you're stuck working late. How about your friend who will come over and teach you how to grill properly? Yeah, they make your lives easier. It's like if you need to grow your business. ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1st, 2022. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com to try it for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash the Chicago Bears continue to fascinate me. I, I don't know what it is about the situation with Justin Fields that has me so locked in on the Bears this year because this is going to be a bad football team. Mm. This is going to be a team that is going to challenge to have the worst record in the league. They didn't do much 
this offseason to really help Justin Fields in terms of weapons. I mean, I'm not going to call – Byron Pringle was a nice, nice fourth or fifth receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, but yep. Byron Pringle is going to look a whole lot better when Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the football. Yeah. Now, having said that, they brought in Nikhil Harry this offseason yep. as somebody that has just been an absolute flop out of the draft. Chris, Nikhil Harry – suffered an injury to his ankle that is severe. Courtney Cronin uh, said he couldn't put any pressure on the ankle uh, the other day at practice, and it looks like he's going to be gone for a while. Like, honestly, besides Darnell Mooney, what is left? Cole Komet, what is left for him to work with this season? The Bears have got nothing. Yeah, they're going to need some guys to step up, and I'm looking at their third-round draft pick, Velas Jones Jr. out of Tennessee. He's going to have to be an impact player early. He was one of the fastest players at the Combine, Carlin. I know it's a big ask for a guy that's a mid-round draft pick, but they're going to need guys to step up if Justin Fields is going to take that next step as a quarterback because you're right. There isn't a strong supporting cast around him, and when you look at the money that they invested on the offensive side of the ball around Justin Fields, Carlin, I want to say it's something like $57 million against their cap, which is by far the fewest or the least amount in the National Football League. So there's work to be done in terms of trying to upgrade the personnel on this Bears roster. But I think Ryan Poles, their new general manager, and Matt Eberflus, their new head coach, they waved the white flag when they decided that they were going to trade Khalil Mack earlier in the offseason. They let you know that this is not going to be a program that's trying to be as competitive as it possibly can in 2022. This is going to be a regime that builds for the future, that builds for the long term. And what that's going to involve is trying to get draft capital for 2023 and 2024 and using that capital to put young impact players on this team. So what that does for Justin Fields in the process, it makes it a lot harder for him to develop properly. Yeah, here's Ryan Clark this morning on Get Up, ESPN NFL analyst on Fields and the Bears and how they have or really have not supported them. Is there a team built around this young quarterback? (laughs) Did I miss when they put the team together? Did I miss when they poured money into a free agency to make sure he was protected? Did I miss when they made early draft picks to protect him up front or early draft picks to give him skilled players on the outside? And this is a team to me that I feel like has helped its second-year quarterback the least of all the quarterbacks drafted last year, and it's going to be a struggle for Justin Fields to take that leap that we look for our quarterbacks to take in between year one and two of starting. And this this bothers me. And it, maybe it's because I've been a big Fields believer yep. since Ohio State. Watched him make throws at Ohio State that were just dazzling. Yeah. Really believe, and granted, it's Ohio State and you're going against a lot of schools that are a lot less talented than you are, but still, you could see it. Chris, a year from now, is Justin Fields still going to be the Bears quarterback of the future? Because I'm starting to think that he's not going to be. And you can't evaluate a guy when he's got so little to work with. It just feels like one of those special circumstances to me. I, I, I think of John Marrow with the Giants when he said, we've done nothing to help Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones hasn't done a lot to help himself either. Oh, they've done plenty to help Daniel yeah. Jones. They've done a lot more to help Daniel Jones than the Bears have done to help Justin Fields. I, I feel like Justin Fields, a year from now, is going to be more of a question mark for the Bears. And if I were a team that was looking for a quarterback 
at least in the draft when it's a draft-heavy one, maybe I can get Justin Fields for a song from the Bears a year from now. Well, yeah, because the Chicago Bears are going to be in a tough spot. If they have you know, a top five, a top ten pick, then they're weighing the opportunity cost of passing on one of those quarterbacks that's going to be in next year's draft and riding with Justin Fields, not knowing whether or not he's going to be the guy. It was a similar decision that the Jets faced with Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. Do we want to give Sam Darnold more runway, or are we going to trade Sam and go with a quarterback at the top of the draft? But at least that was after three years. That was after three years, not after two. But, I mean, it's just Josh Rosen in the same situation. That was one year, and they pulled the plug on that one. Not saying that the Cardinals were wrong, but, I mean, that would be the situation that the Bears are in and it seems really unfair to Justin Fields given what's around him. Now, as one of my former co-hosts, Mike Golick Jr., used to always say, fair is a place where they judge pigs at. It's not the National Football League. And so it feels like it's going to be a tough break for one of the most sacked quarterbacks in his rookie season last year in Justin Fields. And that's not going to change this year. And that's not going to change this year with this offensive line. I like the addition of Riley Reef, but they've got a fifth-round draft pick right now that's slotted to be their starting left tackle. Not a good place to be in. Also not a good place to be in when you have the head coach and Tevin Jenkins beefing. That's not a good place to be in as well. So I don't know what happens around Justin Fields, but I can't imagine it's going to be anything good in 2022. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. couple of other NFL things. Number one. New England. Patriots, it pretty much looks like you can confirm that the guy who's going to be calling the plays on offense is Matt Patricia. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are making a big deal. How could this guy do it? He's a defensive guy. Chris, it doesn't bother me as much. It re- and, and especially, I, I guess what would concern me is you've got him as the OC. You've got Joe Judge as the quarterback coach, who was special teams before. So this has not been their specialty. But then I started to think about it. Look at what the Patriots have done so well for so many years. Bill Belichick doesn't worry about what a guy can't do as a player. He worries about what he can do. And he puts him in those situations to be successful. Maybe he's doing the same thing here with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You know, coaches coach, right? At one point or another, they've all coached one position or, or another. Yep. I do think it's a jump to make somebody an OC. You know, that, that takes a long jump. But Belichick may just have the final say here and be like, you know what? We can make this work. Yeah, the sequence and play calling is more art than science. And you want somebody that has a feel for that. Matt Patricia has done that on the defensive side of the ball, hasn't done that on the offensive side of the ball. So there's a learning curve there. But if anybody can help him figure it out, it's going to be Bill Belichick, who's been a part of the National Football League over the course of the last five decades. So that guy has more answers than anybody else. So I I trust that they'll be able to work this thing in the preseason. And the preseason games, the Patriots typically play a lot of their starting players. We'll we'll see them be able to go through the procedure and the logistics of play calling and, and how Matt Jones responds to Matt Patricia and the feel of it all. We'll get a sense of that early on. But I, I think that there's still an opportunity for them to figure it out. And, again, I come back to looking at some of the things that the Patriots have done on the offensive side of the ball this offseason, I think it bodes well for Mac Jones going into year two. It's mm. not a glut of weapons, but he's not bereft of talent. No, he's got more to work with. Yeah. And, you know, 
believe what you want because the Patriots have been so bad at drafting, specifically receivers. Tyquan Thornton, though. Yeah, and it looks like he's he's starting to look the part, put it yeah. that way. And he was the fastest player at the Combine this year. Yeah. And that's he, the one thing you can't teach in the National Football League is speed. And last one, and this is back to Cleveland, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson and if the Browns do go out and get Jimmy G or want to trade for him or somebody else is interested in him. This was good from Stefania Bell over the weekend. Evan Wilner, our producer, heard this. Well, I'll just give you the sum up, basically, because we're a little bit shorter on time. And that is that Jimmy G, in injuring his shoulder, he did it because he had the thumb problem before that. And the way he went down, he was trying to protect the thumb. So the injury to his shoulder is not one that you would think would be a problem for the long haul. Very somewhat easy to come back from. That has me even a little bit more encouraged. And frankly, if I'm the Browns, adds a degree of urgency for me to go get him. Yeah, so what are the Jimmy G landing spots? We've got to look at the Cleveland Browns because of the Sean Watson impending suspension. We also have to look at the Seattle Seahawks. Is there another team out there? Maybe the New Orleans Saints? With as bad as things have been? What about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh would be one. Uh, Carolina, are they still in the mix? Uh, Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think I think we've narrowed it down to that four, those four. Yeah. Yeah, that's who it's going to have to be. This is going to be in my head all day long. Edwin Diaz closes the show just like Chris Carlin. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.